Welcome to Rage You Nerds. I am Mr. Cack. That is Jared. And over that way is Travis, also lovingly known as TJ. We are Rage You Nerds. This is a Friday, so we're nerds and we're gonna rage. Uh, thank you for stopping by or checking us out uh, after the <laughs> fact. After the fact. You know, Cheers. If you're listening to us on the Spotify, the Apple Podcast, or the iHeartRadio, welcome. <laughs> iHeartRadio. Yeah. I'm tired of their commercials. But also, if you're watching us on but Twitch, okay. Let's get this one out of the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you so much, Jared, for sharing. Oh, you're you're very welcome, brother. You're very welcome. Let's see. Call me uh, Man at Arms of Sharing. <laughs> oh, oh, let's let's get to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's let's get to that. So uh, I, we we mentioned this last week. Everybody knows if you're joining us that the the movie we're doing this week is Masters of the Universe. So I oh, just want to go show. ahead and apologize in advance for the. Next hour of the three of us just ripping this movie's asshole out. Let's see. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's see. What What do I've I... I've got a few good topics, though. Here, we'll, we'll go with this. This will be the music playing in the background while I do the tale of the tape. It's the key. Tell, it's the key. Tale of the tape. We have uh, Masters of the Universe... Released August 7th, 1987, the greatest year of them all. Uh, director, Gary Goddard. <laughs> Distributor, Canon Films. Stars, Duff Lundgren. Frank Langella? 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 Courtney, I did not realize that's how she spelled her name, Cox. James Tolkien, Christina Pickles, Meg Foster. Uh, runtime, 106 minutes. And I have thoughts about 106 of those minutes. <laughs> budget. Budget. 22 million. Box office. 17.3 million. Making this the first box office flop we will be discussing so far on our Nerding Out series. Awards. Bucket-based food awareness. Uh, I forgot how much food can come into a bucket, but this movie reminded me. Rotten Tomatoes score. 13%. That is a new Ooh. Rotten Tomatoes record. Google users, 84%, because Google users cannot be phased. IMDB, 5.4 out of 10. I believe that is also the lowest IMDB score we've seen. That's fair. A little high, but you know. Well, oh. I, 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 I think we can agree it's a solid It's a solid five. Based on, not without getting too technical... There's a lot of things going on. It was 1987. Mm-hmm. The greatest but year. There's, there's a lot of things that were like, okay, cool, they did that. So, like, I mean, 50%, that's... I, I, I'll give it 50%. I, I'm with that. Listen, this movie... Was garbage. No, no, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I don't want to be that way about it. Because there are a lot of things... Well, uh, not a lot. There are things I do genuinely like about this film. Some for good reasons, some for probably bad reasons. Like, it's, there are moments that are just so god-awful that it's kind of hilarious. But, yes. for the most part, I just wish maybe 20 minutes of this movie were gone. You know? 
<laughs> the entire the entire Earth plot. I think if this movie did not have anything to do with coming to Earth and Courtney Cox and her family, I would probably still think this movie kind of more in the garbage bin, but would probably appreciate it a lot more if they just stuck true to what the the you know the source material was, which was just a big rippling dude fighting a skeleton. And, and, like, the assortment of other oddities that marched around this perfectly muscular, blonde-haired man. Yeah, right. but wouldn't he, like, in the cartoon, though, wasn't he, like, just a normal dude or something, but then got the magic sword and then was able to turn into He-Man with that, right? But wasn't he, like, wasn't he, like, still muscular in Eternia? Like, his alter yeah, ego I mean, was... Yeah, like, a prince, though, or something? Yeah, prince something, but, like, like he was still... Yes. He... And maybe this, maybe I'm just thinking of like later drawings of him where there was like no distinguishing between He Man and whatever Prince Eric. Was it Eric? Adam? Yes. Prince Adam? Wait. I don't know. I'm just Eric or Adam. I don't, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, so, like, uh, just, okay. So, you guys, you guys tend to take notes. I took two notes. Uh, and, <laughs> and my notes are this 106 <laughs> minutes, too damn long. Uh, yeah. my second note is where have all the bucket based foods gone? Everything right. that was eaten in this town was in a bucket. Bucket. Ribs. And it was bucket. The, the kicking chicken or wherever they went to eat. And Gwildor and his little thing. Yeah, but you know, didn't you see that a lot in the 80s? Like a lot of you did. fast yeah. food you restaurants. It's like bucket of chicken, bucket of ribs, bucket of... I'm sad you know, that we don't that. have bucket-based things more now. It seems like okay, all the... KFC still offers oh. buckets of chicken, right? Hell they? yeah, they do. And we do that every so often on Sundays around the Kegel household in the Ozarks. Well, so I like, I like KFC. I do enjoy me a good old busket, <laughs> bucket of chicken from KFC. But for me, KFC is all about the gravy on the mashed potatoes. I could drink the gravy. See, I don't, I don't like gravy on my mashed potatoes. I'm the weird guy. And I know we're getting off topic. I could drink the gravy. But I, I just, don't know. This is probably a better conversation. Oh, I could drink the, the gravy. The I can drink the gravy. I could absolutely do it. I just don't like it on my mashed potatoes. Is that so wrong? Uh, Is that yes. so wrong? I don't like brown Shut gravy. Up. I like white gravy. Shut up, TJ. Shut up. <laughs> and no one offers white gravy. No, they don't. Well, who who wants that on mashed potatoes? If if, if you could chicken gravy, especially like chicken. What are we talking about? Masters gravy, of the right? universe. I mean, listen. oh yes, that film in the eighties. Yes, yeah, if you could call it a film, yes. Yeah. So you guys, you <laughs> guys know, you guys know the drill. You two are the note takers, so feel free to discuss how you want to go about your notes. And I'm just, I'm just here that when something catches my eye, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just start attacking it. So just get ready. Uh, if you throw so, out a note that I have thoughts and feelings about, I'm just gonna get it. So I don't know how many. So notes I have gone period. first the last couple of weeks. No, well, no. Now hang on. Let me start. TJ has been very adamant in our text involving and coming up to this show that he is taking no prisoners, and usually I'm the one who takes no prisoners. But my my notes are shorthand kind of thoughts as I watch the movie. So I think we'll change it up tonight. TJ, I want you to go line for line through your notes. We'll go through yours first. If one of mine coincides, we'll talk about it, and then I'll go through mine. And then Mr. Pack okay. can sit there and do what he does. This first note I made was whenever I was watching, started watching the movie, 
and uh, the intro comes on. Of course, the intro lasted way longer than it needed to, but it also <laughs> kind of felt like it was ripping off like Star Trek and Star Wars, yes. like at the same the, time. I got Superman. I got Superman. I I thought so, I did think Superman <laughs> from the theme song because we recently watched it too. So yes, I, I agree yeah. with that too. But see, I got more of a Star Trek vibe from the theme song. So. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I, yeah. I, I hear that too. I can hear it too. So, so the next thing is, you know, Skeletor takes over Grayskull, and I'm not a you know a big fan of He Man. I didn't watch the cartoons. Yeah, I was aware of them, but it just wasn't something that you know interests me. So first thing I thought was the castle's Grayskull, and Skeletor is taking over Grayskull, but doesn't it make more sense if Grayskull was like Skeletor's lair to begin with? Yeah, no. And like right Eternia here. should have been like the castle for, you know, all the good people. And then Grayskull should have been the castle for all the bad people or whatever and shit. So, I mean, according to Snarf, uh, according to Snarf, Skeletor's castle was, <sighs> he's the lord of Snake Mountain. Yeah. Which Lord I don't even know if that's a lizard dude in there be the Lord of Snake. Yeah, Mountain. so I don't. Uh, there's a lot of weird naming schemes for a good castle. It does look pretty menacing. I agree. Yeah. So I mean that that just kind of confused me a little bit. Like I said, I'm not a big fan. I didn't watch this cartoon, and you know I've seen the movie a couple times, and by seeing it's kind of been on, and I've hmm. never really paid attention because it's just garbage. Fair. So, um. Skeletor takes over Grayskull, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, He-Man will stop you. Yeah, it's like, well, He-Man will stop you. And then Skeletor's like, well, turn on the, you know, hologram device where I can make a speech to everybody. Continuum Transfunctioner. Whatever the hell it's called. It's stupid. Um, (laughs) So he turns it on, and he's like, I've taken over Grayskull, (laughs) however he talks. And and then like you first, this is where you first see He Man. This is where you first see He Man. Okay, so Dolph Lundgren, he's you know there and he's staring at this this hologram of Skeletor talking about you know cheese or whatever. And then you see Dolph Lundgren just turn around and the look on his face at that moment when he turns around was, "What did I get into this shit to begin with?" <laughs> like it was just it was just utter defeat. Like I'm already here. I can't get out of this contract. I have to do this movie. Like there was just this utter. This look on his face like, oh, we got five more months of this crap. Better make it through it. <laughs> it's fair. Um, nope. So. And I agree. I saw that too. You you mentioned that to me. And so I was waiting for it. And I watched it. And I was like, oh, he's so sad. <laughs> so yeah. I, I have I have thoughts I want to cover about the, the Skeletor's taking over of the Castle of Grayskull. But to, to really hammer it home, it makes more sense to complain about it once we get closer to the climax, or I guess the climax of the film, because that's oh, that's yes. really what sets up my my frustration. So, so okay, um, He Man and his you know bands of misfit warriors. I guess uh, I don't know dad who they and, are. A dad and his daughter. <laughs> a dad and his daughter and a little dwarf and some elven guy. <laughs> okay, so this has made me laugh out loud. Is whenever they get to the castle and they see like the the sorceress there and they're like, it's definitely a trap. 
So they just jaunt on over to her, and it's like, <laughs> okay, if it's definitely a trap, why did you just walk right into it? What else that were we makes to do? No sense at all. It's like, okay, there she is. No one's around. Well, it's definitely a trap. Well, let's just go over there then. <laughs> so a fair point that I missed. Yeah. Along with my notes, I just made some, uh, I you just know, observations. Drew pictures horrible of visor, horrible visual effects, <laughs> horrible fight scenes. The fight scenes in this movie were awful. I mean, ah, they were bad. Eighty standards. Bad. They were bad. Yeah. Like I mean, I've seen. And to get on that, and to get on that, that that pew pew thing. Okay, so so these robots that are that are the damn stormtroopers. They're worse than stormtroopers. Stormtroopers can hit a target better than these guys could. Okay, wait, There's, wait, there real was quick. Point blank range, and he missed. I want. These oh. things are fully armored, and Pause. one slice of a sword kills them. What is going Pause. on? So I mean, I I don't want to interject. But I have to because me and TJ, we've known each other so long. We take such good notes. Relative, every so often we miss things. But my last note was Eternians are far worse shots than stormtroopers. <laughs> and they weren't even Eternians. I actually had to look it up. Is they're actually robots? Like, I oh, thought they okay. were stormtroopers. I thought they were stormtroopers or just like, you know, like Skeletor's army. Which, by the way, this movie is just kind of all over the place. Because, like, here you have a barbarian. Yeah, it is. And then you have, like, post-apocalyptic warriors. Yes. And then you have a it's dwarf like elf thing. It's like Mad Max. Yeah. It, it, it is, like, it is so all over the place. Like, it's, it's literally, like, one of these things is not like the other kind <laughs> of thing. You know, it's like, here you have a barbarian, a castle, and a sorceress, Arr. and then... Advanced technology, yeah. You know we we can send a portal to other worlds and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. I've got notes on that. I mean, again, it, so, it, it blows my troopers. mind that it's literally one sword swipe, no matter where he hits these things, yes. and they die. Yeah. yeah. They he die. doesn't. It's horrible acting on all parts. Horrible dubbing. I mean, I get that Dolph Lundgren was, you know, Scandinavian. <laughs> he, his English, like he, he couldn't speak good English at the time, and he still can't. <laughs> well, I mean, you can understand him. him a little better. Um, but I mean, just horrible acting, horrible dubbing. Is there some spots where I'm just like, that's not what he said? food. What do you say? Grab that sword and. <laughs> so, because I'm not familiar with He Man. Um, I have a question for y'all. Yeah. So all these extra, these characters, I mean, I know Evil <laughs> is part of He-Man, like Cartoon and Skeletor and then He-Man, but like the others, um, the, the father and daughter and the dwarf and then the, the four assassins that get sent that are just, let's just face it, straight up bitches, uh... <laughs> I are don't any of remember those even in the cartoon. Man, man at yes, arms. Man at arms is a, a okay. canon character. Um, Who's man so at arms? Which one was him? So He's the Tila. father. He's, He's the father. Uh, Duncan. Okay. Duncan, the father. Uh, so, those are rib bones. You mean this was an animal? So <laughs> I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Snarf was new to this. I, I think he was just thrown in to to Snarf. 
Gwildor or whatever his name actually is. Gwildor. Gwildor. Okay. He, he looks <laughs> he looks like Snarf from Thundercats. Yes. Um Gwildor, Gwildor was made up. General Blade has been I think I don't. I think his character is made up. Beastman was in the uh, cartoon, and um, but I think the rest of them. Um, it was uh, Karg, which is the one who looks like one of the animals on Critter, and I've made some notes on this. Yes, yes. And then Saurod, Saurod, which doesn't sound anything at all like Sauron, Lord of the Rings, copyright infringement. Um, I don't think either one of them now that. After this movie was made, they started incorporating them into comic books and whatnot. But before that, prior to that, prior to 1987, I don't think those characters were in there. Okay. Yeah. So who's the bald dude? General Blade. The... General okay, Blade. Okay, so General Blade. The The fight scene kind of like in the warehouse area mm-hmm. made me laugh so bad. I can't imagine why, it's TJ. It's horrible. It, well, I mean, just... You know, obvious reasons, but one of the things that made me laugh was Blade jumps out and was like, I've waited a long time for this. And then he fights and gets his ass kicked and runs away like a little bitch. Yeah. So it's like, and, and then I was like, well, that kind of wasted that whole line. And besides, what did you wait a long time for? Just facing He-Man? <laughs> Doesn't seem like you really have to wait. You just got to find he's him. A, he's a general in Skeletor's army against the... Rebel Eternians, is this his first interaction with He-Man? It had to have been. I guess so. He's been waiting a long time. He even said it. All right. You know, I just... <laughs> You're putting yeah. way more thought than anyone that wrote for this movie did, TJ. Just, just oh, pump, just, pump oh, the brakes. Yeah. Pump the brakes. Yeah. Next point, oh. sir. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm trying to sort through oh. my notes. Let me look through mine real quick. So, I've already touched on the barbarian magic and advanced technology. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> um, yeah. So, the first thing they do when they get to Earth, got to stop for ribs, right? Well, sure. They need food. They've been they've just been through some interdimensional wormhole kind of thing. It, was the it would was stand the, for reason, the it would principle take, from you know, Back to the Future? I'm getting to that. <laughs> well, I just I appreciate that we have. Should I get that point out of the way? Well, Should I go ahead and get that I'm, point? I, out of the I way? just I just want to say right now on the cop, I appreciate having our second cop on the on our one of our streams that just naturally hates young people for being young. <laughs> Love it. So, Love to see it. <laughs> My note, my uh, note, and this is the only note I made on this character. Well, I got, was I got some. I got some thoughts is now a detective, and he still has no hair. What? Why did he end up with a place in Eternia and like had royal robes on? I don't and know had and got a I, wife. I, or I guess like, not even a wife well, either. Like you, here's you your here's your winch. Hey, thanks for fighting. Here's a winch. Like, here's a woman. Like, he now owns this lady? I don't... Does she... Is she okay with this relationship? Because that dude came from another dimension. He's bald. He hates young people for enjoying music (laughs) and wearing threatening clothes and having high school dances. Like, he just was upset about things. Yes. Yes. And by whatever... Don't ever put your liquor in the punch bowl because he'll find you. He will. 
And if you're ever at a town fair and there's a guy there and he's threatening some wily-eyed scientist with long hair, Strickland will show up and stop you from doing that. I'm Strickland. What's his name? Loomis? Lotus? Lotus? Strickland. Lotus? Strickland. Lord. <laughs> well, I'm glad me and DJ found similar talking points and, and we were not going to let that go to waste. <laughs> TJ, what you got next, brother? Well, so as 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 Kak was saying, this movie is 106 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So Which is 100 the rest of my notes literally include li- this is word for word for what I wrote down. A lot of Rapid useless fire. shit happens with the key and Skeletor and his minions. That's I, it? I hit the That's it. I hit 45 minute mark and I'm like this movie is not ending anytime soon. What is going on? Like the whole middle part of it where it's like, well, let's go here and let's go here and let's go here. And, you know, we got to find the key and let's let's go ahead and hook it up to a keyboard. Over to this house and order. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, OK, so Tom Paris from Star Trek Voyager is a musician in this. Um, Ooh, was that Charlie? Uh, the musician, dude. I don't know. It's Tom Paris from from Voyager. OK, anyway. Yeah, that guy. So anyway, he's a musician in this and he sits there and it's like, I found this this thing i don't know what it is but it makes a lot of cool noise so i'm gonna hook it up and i'm gonna take it to a guy at a record store and see what he thinks and then just um chaos ensues um you know skeletor sends minions people get hurt whatever uh a lot of back and forth with stupid stuff and you know to get back to eternia it's like well let's just go ahead and hook it up to a keyboard (laughs) <laughs> all right oh uh so tj i actually noticed one of my trivia notes maybe helps answer and clarify one of your questions mattel which produced the masters of the universe toy line mandated early in the production that he-man could not kill anyone on screen that's why skeletor's troops are robots so if that was the case then when Skeletor fell like the Emperor in Star Wars, ah! Ah! <laughs> is that not He-Man killing him? Yes. Well, is he? I actually wrote down Princess Skeletor because after he got the powers and he gets like all gold <laughs> and you know gets the crown and everything, so I'm like, right? oh, Princess Where the hell did Skeletor. that come from? Where the hell yeah. did that come from? It's like, oh, so yeah, that 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 didn't make any sense to me. Okay, so like... so TJ, to answer your question, no, Skeletor was not supposed to have died in that. Uh, he, there was a script for a sequel to be titled Masters of the Universe Two, Cyborg. Uh, it followed He Man who returned to Earth to battle Skeletor, oh. who had left Earth a post-apocalyptic Earth. wasteland. The film was to feature Trapjaw and She-Ra, and Albert Pune was hired to direct. Because the film bombed at box office, Mattel and Cannon decided to cancel production on the sequel. Uh, they had already wrote they the script, which became Cyborg. That. So the film in 1989, Cyborg, was actually that actually got made, was supposed to be a He-Man film. <laughs> you know what? I don't remember hating that cyborg film Cyborg uh, so, was good so then we and missed you know out what? we missed out an opportunity for a heck of a good sequel then well 
you know, in my opinion, you know, like like I said, I, I skipped over a lot of stuff in the middle because it was basically useless stuff that was happening. It's like, you know, 106 minutes, you know, 40 minutes could have gone away easily mm-hmm. and the movie would have still been. It's like they just sit there and kept putting more and more stuff in because it's like, yeah, we, we need to make this really movie was. better. This movie's a piece of garbage. We need to make it better. Make so they sit better. there and have Don't to keep putting better. more and more stuff in and it keeps extending the length of the movie. Now, I did make my notes about the only decent fight scene in the movie was the fight between Skeletor and He-Man in the end. It was like the only decent fight scene that I even remember seeing. And by decent, you mean horrible. Compared but to the rest of them, it was great. The by the Compared way, to the rest of them, it was great. This segment on Masters of the Universe brought to you by 99 Apples. And Bud Light. And I'm and drinking Bud a Dr. Light. Pepper and full of shame and embarrassment for having watched this film. Did we huh. not do so, it? Our Mr. Cack? No, I, I think I need, like, edibles or something. I just... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> just need, I need something to wear Throw off. down the, the big gun. I, I need something to take the edge off of having spent... An extra hour on a 45-minute movie. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! All so, right, so, by the way, so, if you haven't drank 99 apples, it does not taste like apples so much, but it will grab you by the go-go. You know what I mean? Nice. It's like a, it's like a Jolly Rancher that burns. It's like a Jolly Rancher that will pucker your butt. Nice. Okay. TJ, next point. A good butt pucker. <laughs> All right, so my before notes are practically we, before over. Before we unpack that. A good I went ahead puckering. and I went ahead and just added this note in last minute was, you know, I don't think Billy Zane as the collector could have saved this movie. <laughs> but boy, would I have loved to seen him try. But it would have made it watchable. Like, I mean, <laughs> he was like, four, did, uh, how shoot. He would have been like. Uh, 14 at the time, it I guess. It doesn't matter. Oh my gosh. TJ, TJ, I should have read my trivia notes well before in advance. When Blade engages He-Man in a sword fight, Blade says to He-Man, I've been waiting a long time for this. In Blade's yep. backstory, Blade lost his left eye in a fight with He-Man. Oh. Why they couldn't have the just said, seconds. couldn't have said, this is for my eye, or, you know, just something to allude to it, <laughs> to make it better, to connect for all of us that don't know what the hell was going on. It was 1987. Who cared? It was they 1987, like, and a lot of people lights. were on Coke. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. And that's yeah. why this movie is the way it is. $22 million budget, cocaine. $20 million <laughs> was cocaine. That's fair. <laughs> Okay, no, eighteen million was cocaine. Two, All right, that's fair. That's fair. Two that's million fair. was Dolph Lundgren uh, dubbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, overall like I, I, I just oh wasted my life watching this movie. I, it could have been so much better. There could have been, you know, the whole like Mattel not allowing He Man to kill. That's why he was only allowed to kill like the, the androids because they're androids kind of thing. Robotals. Yeah. All right. I had to put my glasses on because I'm ready to read. Read away. Are you done? Are you done, TJ? I am done. Okay. So to fall in line with TJ, we mentioned the music earlier. I do like the music. The theme song is similar and maybe influenced by the Superman music. 
I, I get the Star Trek in there as well, uh, but it was uh, I don't know. It, it you just when you hear the harmonies together, it's kind of like hmm, who did they steal this from? <laughs> I, I, and it's not, and the theme music on the cartoon is completely different, so it's not that. Um, Kind of got that out of the way. The intro for the 80s is pretty cool, but still lackluster. Typical 80s, there's a lot of lights, very loud. Um, so, uh, again, how I take notes, a lot of shorthand, what's on my mind at the time when I see it. Third note was, I think I've been to Eternia. It's southern Arizona. When they shoot the scenes from, <laughs> from Eternia, they're either in Utah or Arizona, and they make no... No it, it uh, attempted at all to be like, this is not Earth. <laughs> That's, why the <laughs> That's why they had to go to Earth. Saguaro. That's why they had to go to Earth. It's like every we're movie. here in the middle of Saguaro Desert, and um, uh, this, this here's a super with a blue sunset. It's on Mars, maybe. I don't know. It's like every movie from the 80s that involves anything other than Earth, they always have to come to Earth. Like, they could, right? didn't understand that they could make a movie about another planet. But is it is it even really, you know, has it, like, do you think it's actually stopped? My biggest complaint about Transformers is that they came to Earth. They had to have a human element. We have to have Shia LaBeouf, who actually liked Shia LaBeouf in the, in the Transformers film series, but I was like, you know what I would have really enjoyed in a Transformers movie? Transformers battling Transformers. I don't need love. I don't need family. I don't need friendship. Give me robots killing robots. And that's it. Oh, that's all you need. And you know, like the, the cartoon, though, like the original cartoon was all took place on Earth and everything. And that's still so, like, bullshit. I understand that. Yeah. Still bullshit. I understand, I understand that. But like, you know, with with movies like but he man had nothing Guardians to do of with the Earth. Galaxy... You know, with movies like Guardians of the Galaxy and, you know, stuff like that that takes place on other planets or in space, like, they can obviously make movies that don't take place on Earth. And, like, even in the 80s, you know, Alien. Right? Aliens. Didn't take place on Earth and took place in space. But, like, this movie, they could have done something. They could have done, like, a Doctor Who thing. I mean, the sets would have been garbage, but shit. They had $22 million budget. And a lot of it was spent on coke. A lot of it was spent on coke. Okay, okay, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. I know we just said (laughs) it. So, next point, next point. Um, TJ mentioned on this, and Mr. Kak, you have also kind of pointed this out. The plot seems to move very fast. There's not enough time to settle, and you feel like they just threw some shit together. One thing is for sure, and I think this is a brilliant point, there's not a moment in this movie, even though you may go, uh, really? Uh, you're never bored. Well, I was bored. You're never bored in this, oh, well, eh, okay, well, you're a Nazi. So, um, <laughs> hey! But I feel like, I feel like when I say bored, I feel like the action kind of keeps moving. They don't, they, they don't have a lot of downtime. They just throw a bunch of stuff up out there and you're like, what? What? I don't know if that makes sense, but oh, oh, oh this is next, you know. And you just kind of keep watching, and you're not really. You might get bored with the the plot, but it's like there there's action throughout. That's one thing I do give it credit for is they, they never they never 
bogged it down. Well, they kind of bogged it down with Courtney Cox and her. My mother and father died on the plane. And, uh, yeah, Listen, okay, I'm not, not to take away the full, they, they take away the full argument. That. I will say this, though. They did spend like six minutes on the fact that the boyfriend guy could just memorize notes. Like that was that was something that took way too long. I, are you a, are you a, a song master? Are you a wizard? Are you a soul master? You are note master. Like, no, he just I'm good no, he's, and I like chicken buckets. No, he could just do bop it, dude. He he just memorizes like do, are there no musicians <laughs> on Eternia? You built a thing that's like powered on song and like you're shocked. Mm. That some human guy can understand. Like, All I right. can repeat things. So, next note. This is one thing that has always bugged me. Even from when I was a little boy. Eternians have all this technology. Ray guns, flying ships, but He-Man and General Blade. They still use a sword. Uh-huh. Pretty badass, but completely ridiculous. If you got ray guns... Ray ships, Ray weapons, Ray, and you can tele—not teleport, but like, I, uh, why? I mean, why the, do we even even, even General Blade used like a laser whip? At, yes, like yes, later on, yeah, he did. But he still had his two swords that he was so happy with, and they, these two guys that had ray guns and lasers and everything, they were like, "Oh no, we are men. We must duke it out via the sword." And the two muscly guys went at it via sword. I just don't understand that. And by the way, I'm. And this is not a pro- protest of swords, by the way, because I'm in favor of swords. But if you... Okay. Let me, Rage You Nerds is pro-swords. Rage You Nerds is pro-swords. Wendy Williams pro affiliate show, Rage You Nerds. <laughs> pro-swords. I just... I just took the two of you. I want, to, I want to point it out for a sec. If you're here and you're going into an, an unsavory situation where there may be battle, you may have to fight, and you've got your steel sword here in your right hand, and you've got this laser genetic kind of thing that can blow somebody's shit up in your left hand, and the person appears that wants to fight you. What's, what's your first response? I'm going to hack away with him with this primitive steel object, or... From thirty-five feet away, I'm going to blow his arse up. Ugh, I just, I wish, I wish he would have ditched the sword and just like I'm going to punch everything to death. Yeah, I think, I think even that's, that, I that think that's the better. coolest gonna... man. <laughs> I am just going to beat you to death by casting fist. <laughs> I'm a muscle right. wizard. Gosh, damn it! <laughs> also, <laughs> just, no. just, just to throw this in there right quick, according to the director. Uh, they did do it all on Earth to keep the budget down. <laughs> and the reason, and the reason the budget, because the original budget was seventeen no, million. Nobody shot this on Mars because it would be too fucking expensive. And then the reason, the reason why it went from seventeen million dollar budget to twenty two is because he's like, well, we need to film at least some things on Eternia, uh, and they increased the budget so they could go out to the Arizona desert. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, well, we can't shoot the entire thing on this planet that we just made up based on a cartoon series. So we're going to have to do it in the United States. Damn it. Now listen, we, <laughs> we, can't, we, we can't, can't go to Mars. We can't go to Eternia. So I guess we'll have to shoot it in Phoenix. We can, we can only <laughs> use the desert for like 30 minutes a day. So we got to go and film it in the Back to the Future town. 
shoot. Okay, next note. Hmm. I wanted to make a note on two characters and how they resembled other characters that were not in the comic book or cartoon prior to this release. Character number one, Card. Card. Does he not? Card, the guy with the hook hand Card. and his light. Does he not look like one of the critters? He does on look, the movie. He, he does look like a critter, and the way yeah. and the way yeah. his little tiny hook was like sensually caressing uh, Courtney Cox's like family picture also kind of bothered the shit out of yeah. me. <laughs> it is is weird. And Saurod, Saurod is the predator with a tail. And I think they ripped that off because Predator came out a year before this, which means two years of production. They they saw Schwarzenegger and they saw this and they were like, hey, we can make this guy kind of look similar, but let's give him a tail and let's take his shoulder fired laser weapon away. This movie was a lot yeah. of ripoffs. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was Star Wars ripoffs. There was Predator ripoffs. There was just it's just nothing but ripoffs. Which like, doesn't make sense for something that has source material. If this was just if this was just Gary Goddard presents Space Barbarians, then at least I would be like, well, you know what? This was always going to be a bad ripoff of something. But this is <laughs> this is something that had a toy line and cartoon for it. It's it's really it's yeah yeah. <laughs> but, but all of that was there beforehand, and so they kind of were trying to capitalize off what was already there. I guess. I and guess. they didn't do it. Next note, Next shall we? Note. This is a long one, and this is a militaristic kind of thing. General Blade. Let's make a note real quick. A general this active and put themselves that close to danger. Also, once again... Technology and shorts, and I I wrote shrugs. <laughs> so like, think about it for just a second. You're a general. You command a legion. You have fifty people under you to take orders. Bravo for you getting out there and saying, "Hey man, I will fight you with the sword." I just that's one of the things that. that and this is not just this movie, but a lot of movies were like General So and So. General So and So is out there with a the whip and nunchucks. No, he's not. He's a general. He's way over there watching it from afar with binoculars to make sure everything goes his way. Stop giving Star Wars. General Solo. General Solo, thank you for being a general. Now you're going to pilot your ship. Through this mess of warfare. No. You're a general. You're going to be way back over here. And you're going to be like, Lieutenant Wookie. Go fly that ship. I'm tired of this. This is the thing that bugs me so much. It's like, well, he's got to be a person of power. What should we call him? We should call him a general. A general. Yes, of course. And they'll go out there and they'll sword fight the guy. No, he won't. He's at the back of the freaking line. Nowhere close to the combat. General Blade is crap. He's Sergeant Major Blade. <laughs> Sergeant Payne. And private. that's as far as they'll ever private. get. 
so no, I, I give him a sergeant. He commanded people. There were there people there. Give him at least an E5. So here's, here's a little trivia note for Blade. The original concept for Blade was to have him in heavy alien makeup, chain mail, and a black rubber body glove. However, because of the daunting action sequences, the actor feared for his health, so the rubber was trimmed away in areas that the chainmail would not cover to allow his skin to breathe. He also did not want to wear heavy makeup, so he offered to shave his head instead. <laughs> That's fair. Listen, I won't be That's an fair. alien, I mean, I but I'll shave my head, okay? <laughs> Alright, next note. Complaint. Oh, no. Dolph Lundgren is the only person who looks like the cartoon character. While I don't mind the scantily clad Tila and Evelyn, I wish they would have had outfits like the cartoon as well. Everyone's in their underwear in the cartoon, not in their underwear in the movie. And this, again, is 1987, which is the year of thong and spandex. That's when we got started. But in the cartoon, they just they they just, they just wore swimsuits. Why why couldn't they just wear swimsuits in the movie? And and this is a personal complaint. I get it. I get it. But like you know, where do we venture so far off? Or somebody in production was like, no, we can't just have them in a one piece swimsuit. We've got to give them leggings instead, and put them in the one piece swimsuit instead, but add leggings. And somebody went, okay, that's a great idea, Joffrey, or whatever the guy's name was. I just, but anyways, He-Man, he's the only, <laughs> everyone in the cartoon, they've got some swimsuit-looking thing that they're wearing. Even Skeletor, he's got a one-piece, you know, and he's got the thing across his chest, just like He-Man, and everybody else is like, they're wearing this thong kind of stuff, and they're like, in the movie, they're like, Maybe we should give them clothes, right? Yeah, somebody put some clothes on them. We'll still give them kind of a thong kind of thing, but let's uh, let's wrap them up on something much first, and let's put some clothes on them. I just I was horribly disappointed by this. I wanted aliens running around in swimsuits with swords and laser guns, and I was not given that. And I, for that, I am disappointed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Listen, Dolph Lundgren has admitted in an interview like, that he felt I don't know what to say. That he felt kind of wanted swimsuits more, but I don't want to feel like a sexist. Well, here, let me just tell you. Let me tell you how Dolph Lundgren felt about this movie. Uh, he admitted in an interview that he felt stupid about doing the movie and playing a toy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dolph. Ah, uh, yeah. Which yeah, explains Dolph. the look on his yeah. face, like at well, the first of it. Shit. Well, shit, Dolph. Uh, so Skeletor was probably the probably the shining thing of this movie, and uh, Frank L Langella, 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 whatever, however you say his last name. Uh, he actually wanted yeah. to do the role of Skeletor because his children were big fans of the He-Man series and toys. Uh, so for him, this was a passion project. So he actually, you know, you know, said that he I'll felt committed to his role doing it and. Just was gonna have fun because this was for his kids. You know, and I, I get it. I give him that. Like, aside from the bad makeup, like his performance was actually good. Did he sound like the Skeletor that we know and love? Cast you, He Man. No, but you know, did he look like the Skeletor that we know and love? No, but you know, did he at least like try? Yeah. 
if he was just like a normal like looking villain like it would have been great but the makeup throws it all off it's hard to believe making a skull would be that challenging in 1987 I got two more notes drop them like they're hot pieces of shit like First this film one. okay continue <laughs> Excuse me. You're welcome. First one, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but Van Halen drums in Charlie's Music Store. I didn't know there's one scene where they're blowing everything up, and the windows blowing out, and there's a drum set, and they've got it painted like Van Halen 1984 on the drums. Being a music lover, that was cool to me. Nice. But last and most important note, being, TJ, you'll get this, and you'll love this. And you probably picked up on it. There's one scene where... Um, Gwildor is talking to the the guy Pete, we'll call him, because I can't remember his name. But he's they're talking about the keyboard, and he's like, blah, 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 "Music just notes." And Gwildor says, and this is my favorite line of the movie as a musician: "The universe is music, kid." Dash Gwildor, best line of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Being a musician, and you know, if you are a musician, when you watch this, you hear certain tones and things, and you're like, that's kind of cool, that's kind of rad, I like that, I like that, it's 80s cheese and blah, blah, blah. But then, there's a lot of musical references in this movie that people who don't study music or play music or anything would ever pick up on, and I kind of think one of one of that is, the, that that's kind of the coolest thing to me about this entire thing is the entire way to get to point A from point B via whatever magical source was musical tones. And to me, that's just kind of cool. I think it's I, I think it's a very subtle and completely underlooked source of this movie, how music is kind of the way to cope, get things right. It was very subtle, but... I don't know. As a as a musician, it was very kind of to me. It was, it just kind of was like, wow, yeah, music is the universe. You know that 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 line resonates. It's, I like this. You know that line made the whole thing make sense. And when you start looking at the movie from that point, you look at this key where it's like it plays a tone for certain things and opens a cosmos of the galaxy, and the whole sort of creativity that can come from just a single stringed instrument, for example guitar or violin to me that was kind of like special it was kind of like the the line in the movie where i was like you know what yeah i really i i feel that line is kind of really that 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 is the one line in the entire movie and i made a note of this that is the one line in the entire movie that spoke to me as a person because i just get it being a music lover and a player of music tj will tell you and me and him have been playing music for years. I don't know how to play a fiddle, but I'll pick up a fiddle <laughs> and I'll try something on it. I don't know how to play a banjo, but I'll pick up a banjo. And if if I find the note, I'm going to I'm going to play that banjo. You know, I, I just I love music so much. So I, I guess for me, that line kind of encompassed a, a broader purpose in the movie that I don't think they intended on. But it was the 80s, and everything was about acid wash, jeans, Def Leppard, and the music. So, uh, for me, that that one line is kind 
kind of what had me hanging in there. I was like, yeah, it's all about the music, man. That's so 80s. <laughs> yeah. And I'm done. You know, it's like almost like the whole it's about the music is kind of like a separate movie within the movie. <laughs> it's two hours long. I, I liked it better when it was the plot yeah, point was of Bill and very... Ted. Yes. Wild Stalin's rule. Be excellent, Be excellent. to each other. <laughs> uh, have you all seen well, the, just... the third one? I haven't seen it, no. Nope. Oh. Nope. Oof, Bill and Ted oh. get old. Oh, that's sad. Uh, oh, bueno, senor. Uh, so speaking of Gwildor, the native transportation, a land boat. I like that line where he comes bursting in with he, he somehow found a way to modify a car. Uh, he found the oldest car and he modified it and comes zooming in there. It actually has the DeLorean <laughs> sound effects from the Back to the Future oh, movie. Oh, it does. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this movie has just like some rotten turds in it, and that's fine. Um, Meg Foster as Evil Lynn, her eyes are stunning. Yes, she has beautiful eyes, and I I would have listened to her no matter what she said. Care to indulge me a little bit more as I complain about things? Sure. All right. Uh, so. Not a complaint, but just an observation, or I guess a trivia note. Uh, some of the set, the miniature sets used while while showing showcasing Earth, were actually reused buildings from Blade Runner and Ghostbusters. Really? Yep. So uh, the one thing I do enjoy is any of those buildings from Ghostbusters set. I enjoyed that part of the film. <laughs> that's that's what I enjoyed. Uh, so, okay, here's my big thing about this movie. It, it, it's what upset me from the beginning. But it didn't actually sink in until the end. Skeletor takes Castle Grayskull because they use their key to teleport in uh, into the castle more or less. And, you know, surprise Eternia's forces and, and you know, whatever. So, all it takes to defeat this conquering army is for, I think it was like six, what, He-Man, boyfriend, girlfriend, father, daughter, Gwildor, Lubbock. It took seven people, one of which who was captured, three of which were useless humans, one of which was a tiny, tiny dwarf man. To overthrow this invading, conquering army. All because they used the same method that this army did to infiltrate and get the surprise attack on them. How was all of Eternia defeated by an army that six and a half people were able to upend? I, it yeah, just, the movie didn't make any sense. No, that just that bothers me. That bothers me. That it just fundamentally bothers me. And then here's here's another thing that bothered me, Travis. Apparently the key not only can take you to other locations or dimensions, which already seems like a super overpowered item to have, but it can go back in time. Yeah. So then why didn't Skeletor, who 
it seems like when Evelyn went and got the first key, Gwildor was just like, all right, boobs, I'm just going to tell her everything that this thing could do. So he didn't let them know, oh yeah, you know, you can use it to teleport into Grayskull, or, you know, you can also go back in time and just kill He-Man when he's a baby, or kill He-Man's father as a small child, and then you don't ever have to worry about He-Man again. Like, if He-Man is the only thing stopping you from taking over, just go terminate that kid, Terminator style. But no, they just use it to, to get behind enemy lines. And that's it. They don't use it anymore. They they had their magic and then they're done with it. Yeah. It's kind of frustrating. It it is. I mean, it's there's there was a lot of unnecessary stuff in the movie, but there was a lot of stuff that they could have easily fixed. This to yes, make this, it this could have been a better movie. <clears throat> you know, I mean, there's just I don't know, man. I mean, that's a lot of a lot of what we've talked about is why I'm thinking this thing wasn't a box office success. The, the, just overall plot holes, just overall bad acting, bad special effects. Just why is the last scene Courtney Cox's story? No one cares about Courtney Cox. She isn't the primary focus of the film. I don't care if her parents live, die, or like get divorced their existence and her happiness are irrelevant to me and the story of He-Man. But we have to tie a bow around that. Not only does she remember everything, but so does boyfriend. I, I don't even remember what his name is. Um, yeah. Clancy. And, and, and then the last shot we get is Dolph Lundgren. I've got the power! Da-da-da-na. Na-na. <laughs> Da-da-da-na. Na. Is it in any time in this movie? Because I don't remember hearing it. Does he ever say, by the power of Grayskull? Nope. Why he would he? Not. Why would he? That's only his catchphrase. Why would exactly. he do that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> that, that makes too much sense, Travis. That it's and we're stupid. not about making sense. This was 1987. The cocaine, Travis. The cocaine. The cocaine. Alright, that's anything cocaine. else you boys want to throw out there about... Masters of the Universe. Uh, I got one more I was, thing. Okay. No, I don't. Okay. I just <laughs> Travis. <laughs> I was I was looking on uh, IMDb at the trivia, and one of the things I found interesting, and it's probably the only good thing to come from this movie, is the Skeletor mask found new life on the sets of Star Trek: The Next Generation mm -hmm. and Star Trek: Deep Space Nine is the face of skull-faced alien that Lieutenant Worf often fights on the holodeck. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as I long mean, as something yeah. good came from this repurposing, like like the killer clowns being repurposed to make Ernest uh, scared stupid, by far the the you know if if there was ever to find a reason for why killer clowns should exist to make Ernest scared stupid stupid better, that is a perfect reason, and I appreciate yeah. them for that. But killer clowns wasn't a good movie. I would argue I, I, I enjoyed the longer the, the, the shorter runtime of just sheer crap that Killer Clowns brought me than I did after the forty five minute mark of <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Also, we didn't talk about this, uh, but did Tila make it sound like it was implied that they were vegan in Eternia? Because they seem yeah. super 
confused by the fact we were eating animals here on on planet Earth. Yeah, I was wondering about that myself because it's like they sit there and they're like, "Oh, it's uh, it's like what's this white stick in here?" And it's like, "Oh, that's a rib bone." Yeah, they don't know anatomy either because they're humans. They have bones. (laughs) So I just I got I I... Dolph Lundgren ate a chicken, but I, I. Like, yes. he's had chickens in his, like, you don't get that body from plants. <laughs> I picked up on that, and I, I don't, I don't feel like it was necessarily a plot twist or anything, but it was more like, you mean this was from an animal, kind of like in Eternia, and many eons away, we have found some way to not eat things yeah. that are not carbon-based life forms. Yeah, well, I, I don't think it was a to vegan be fair. pitch. So. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Okay, so um, keep in mind, Jared, you, you you mentioned that a lot of that was probably filmed in Arizona. <laughs> there probably <laughs> is not a lot of animals in Eternia to eat. <laughs> Cactuses. Cacti. Yeah, they Cacti. probably, with their advanced technology, have some kind of thing that just yeah, synthesizes kind of protein or something. With their they, yes, it's, it's they just, essentially eat mush. Just the but, the, hey, but again, the fact that they have a barbarian the, leader still just is like, no, that guy's going out there punching cows and just eating the fuck out of them. Like, <laughs> like he man, Dolph Lundgren's he man is like ripping the heads off whatever furry animals they have and drinking their blood. Drinking their blood, yes. But so, so Duncan, man of arms, how did he know it was a rib bone? He was like, that's a rib hey, man, bone. I, so it, it, I got, it I got the implication like that he went through some of... crap because he, like, that followed yeah. after the story of, like, we got ambushed and we were, like, we were trapped. I'm like, dude, I think he ate something. <laughs> I think man at arms ate some arms of men. I think I think that might I, maybe his nickname came from that and not the fact that he was a soldier. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a it was a misprint because he wasn't he wasn't man at because he ate people. Yeah, he wasn't man at arms. I'm man. I'm man ate arms. <laughs> man ate arms. That's what that's what totally the... attorney a translation attorney a translation. It's all weird. That's what my fellow soldiers <laughs> screamed as I consumed them. <laughs> that man ate mothers! <laughs> I think that makes a better story already. Billy Zane as man oh, ate arms. <laughs> Alright, so, so what are we going to talk about? Can you imagine? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said, you said Billy Zane, I'm sitting there thinking, well, I mean, there were like seven keys and they got six of them. Oh what shit, it's one of the demon night keys! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> because it was Holy kind of shit. it was kind of implied that the keys in Demon Knight didn't necessarily end up on planet Earth. Like they they yeah. were scattered across scattered across the universe. The universe. Yep. And they're the masters Eternia. of the universe. And man ate arms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye, masters of the universe. We appreciate the time that we spent talking about you and your bucket based foods. Oh, 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 styling and profiling. Styling and profiling. Uh, I don't have enough room to do that. <laughs> we miss anything? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Masters of the Universe was was just all that we could really handle, correct? <laughs>
Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong has King Kong doing parkour during a big city fight. <laughs> and <they're> <laughs> <laughs> doing backflips. Doing backflips in the city of Los Angeles. I don't know why that tickled me as much as it did, but if you if you are excited about King Kong vs. Godzilla, King Kong is gonna be doing, I guess, fucking mixed martial arts off buildings. <laughs> oh, that's that. That doesn't give me hope for that film. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense he's a big a big monkey, but, like, that doesn't inspire hope. Big monkey! That doesn't inspire hope. Uh, Blade almost lost Wesley Snipes because his agent thought it was a bad idea. Oh, I feel like I could devote some time to that, but we don't have that time right now. Kmart, thank you so much for stopping by. Oh, shit, yeah, let's pick a movie! I don't want. I don't want to tip the scales on anything, but Running Man is on Amazon Prime. If you boys want to do Running Man, Running. I I love Running Man because it, because it mixes a couple things that are just too awesome to to hate. It, it mixes the gimmicks of professional wrestling with with gladiator death matches, and it has Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I, there are times where I black out and, and visualize Running Man as blurring together with, um, with, uh, uh, shit, what was that movie? Where he's on that, Mars. That guy. Where he's on Mars. Total Recall. Total Recall. Uh, and parts it blurs together, I'm like, alright, is this where he pulls the, the ball out of his nose? I'm like, fuck no, that's a different movie. We're on Running Man. We've got, we've got the big opera guy with electricity. <laughs> And he's got a diaper on later because it's nuts. <laughs> wow. Uh, we could also we could also do. I, I know we've tossed this out there. I don't know when we want to cover it. But Big Trouble Little China is something that I do feel very hot and bothered about, and would love to do Big Trouble Little China whenever. We shall discuss. Okay. After we hang up. All right, well, let's make it a surprise for next week. All right, surprise! We will yeah. surprise. surprise. Surprise, 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 All right, Travis, Jared, thank you boys so very much. Uh, if you're listening, like, follow, subscribe. Leave comments. Yell at us. Come join us on the social medias. We got an Instagram. I've been posting or stuff on it. Or fuck off. Or fuck off. I also got a Facebook. Been posting stuff on that, too. We got a Twitter. <laughs> Haven't as much been posting stuff on that. Twitter's dead to me. All right, Twitter's just full of people that are are doing Wall Street stuff, and I ain't got time for that. All right, goodbye. <laughs>